When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Dispensing cannabis business knowledge beyond a million square feet of cultivation space, CannabisRadio.com proudly presents Blunt Business, harvested by Strainwise Consulting. Together, we will navigate the challenges and opportunities of one of the most profitable industries on earth. Join us each episode to hear our weekly roundtables and interviews with industry professionals. Now, let's delve into some blunt business with your host. Welcome to Cannabis Radio, and more importantly, welcome to Blunt Business. Thanks for joining us here on the program. If you haven't told a friend of a friend of a friend, please do make sure you subscribe through any major podcast portal and all the big names. We're talking about Apple, Amazon, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker, everywhere. We are uh, ubiquitous is the word best suited for this program. And my next guest for this episode founded California's largest cannabis supply chain solutions company, servicing more than 850 storefront and non-storefront retail licensees. The scope and the scale of California, every time I talk about out there or those that are working supply chain or those that are working within trying to do point of sale, retail dispensary across the board, it's such a great role model to work off of. What a great uh, case study to use for the rest of the industry. Also for, you know, if a nationalized legalization comes down the line, inevitable we know that's going to be and now also this company who i'm going to feature also boasts exclusive brand partnerships with the number one selling flower vape and concentrate brands we're going to talk about those in a moment joining me now is the founder and ceo of herbal h-e-r-b-e-l let's be h-e-r-b-l mike Bodry joins me on button business mike thanks for being here good morning thanks so much for having me really glad to have you so first off Recent news, you have the company announced its acquisition of Blackbird, a premier cannabis distributor and direct-to-consumer software solutions company based in Nevada. This transaction allows Herbal to leverage Blackbird's ecosystem of national retail and logistics insights to enter the Nevada market and create the most comprehensive supply chain platform in the industry. It's a bold move. So this acquisition, um, it now helps to serve 90% of California's and Nevada's cannabis retailers, a big sector. Blackbird Go, which is the Blackbird's proprietary e-commerce platform, will be seamlessly integrated into Herbal's retail sales offering, providing a new sales channel that connects retailers and consumers to Herbal's portfolio of best-selling brands. And this platform allows brands and retailers to conveniently access critical operational services, including distribution and data insights, sophisticated inventory management, and e-commerce solutions. 
Mike, talk to me about this acquisition of Blackbird. Why is it the right choice for your licensees and what you're doing at Herbal? Sure. Uh, I'd love to talk about it. So I, I'd say it starts at people, right? When we met the Blackbird team, I uh, met Tim Condor, the founder. Uh, we instantly saw a tremendous fit and alignment between our two cultures. So it really started there. And then it moved quickly to what are the capabilities of Herbal? What are the capabilities of Blackbird? And you know what are the complementary things that we bring to each other if we were to be one company? And really, that was the foundation of the beginnings of the conversation. And you know, you you pointed out several things that Blackbird does today. They are the leader in Nevada in both B 2 C and B 2 B. So they have a you know tremendous position in the middle of the supply chain, supporting the dispensaries and supporting the brands. And what we felt was, you know, beyond that, so we instantly, Herbal gained another market with Nevada, but equally as important, um, they're in about 400 dispensaries um, in total, many of them in, you know, outside of the state of Nevada. They're in 20 other states and five other Canadian provinces uh, with the software itself. So it gives us a tremendous purview into other markets at the same time. With this kind of platform, we know there's others out there and other platforms that want to go and fill a, a, a level of compliance across the board as well. And so trying to go and put everything accountable, everything that's organized, and having a good connection, communi communications pipeline between cultivator to dispensary. Uh, with this here, is this something, because of this relationship, and I already have it working this now in several large markets, talk to me about the plans down the line, because with this kind of acquisition, I imagine expansion possibly to other markets is down the horizon. Yeah, it's, you're spot on. I, I, what we did, honestly, is we spent the last close to three years of operations. So we launched in August of 18 in California, and we really spent a tremendous amount of time building this deep foundation. And that deep foundation, you know, everything from people to process to technology, uh, SOPs and really wanted to wait until we built that deep foundation before we went to the next step. And to us, it really was the next step is, you know, how do we repeat what we've done here at Herbal in California? And then of course, where are the markets available that a, a model like us can repeat? If you look at the Blackbird software and the Herbal software, there's, there's, you know, there's clearly correlations between the two because we're both in supply chain, but they built a proprietary software starting in 2015 that does some things that really are additive to the herbal suite of software. So it really does allow us, as we look at other markets today, really there's, there's no market we can't penetrate into in some form or fashion into the supply chain. Depending on the re regulatory structure, obviously um, they differ state to state throughout the country, but with, with the combination of herbal and Blackbird, one of our two models will, will surely fit in most markets, most of the larger markets. So that's really what we're focused on today. <laughs> Let's move along into the exclusive brand partnerships. Uh, the first thing comes across is Cookies. We know Burner, uh, who's been very prominent in the industry. And I would also recommend folks, if you haven't had a good chance to go and get a good inside account of who Burner is and behind the Cookies brand, I highly recommend we had a recent interview with him, with uh, Leif of the Woodward over at our in Days and Infused program. I highly recommend you go ahead and check it out for yourselves. A great little, somewhat brief, but a very compactly, nicely put interview to really get behind the the inside workings of what Burner's doing there at Cookies. Recommend that. So there's Cookies, Dreamt, and Luchador. So 
these are prominent bands in the state of California. Fill me in collectively what uh, these represent. Talk to me about how these brands stand out to you. What kind of reach these brands bring to your distribution pipeline? Sure. So the Cookies Partnership was born out of, you know, obviously we're both based here in California. We've clearly been known the brand and known Burner since the start, had mad respect for for the brand and Burner, you know, for what him and the team have done. Um, so that partnership really was one built out of, you know, the, throughout the industry in terms of dispensaries and connections there and our ability to really scale into the state. And they obviously have a, you know, tremendous brand with great reach uh, and tremendous growth plan. So that's really how that partnership came to be. Um, I think you mentioned Dreamt yes. and Luchador. They're both relatively new brands to the market, new brands to herbal. Um, phenomenal team behind both of them. Um, both, like I said, new to the market. So uh, really in that growth phase, that early growth phase for the brands, but coming to market in a, in a, you know, looking for a target audience, obviously on the sleep category is a pretty wide luchador They're They're really marketing it in a, in a certain way to really be a fun, youthful brand and, um, you know, and off to a good start, you know, off to a really, really good start. We also have a number of brands that have been in market for quite some time. We started distributing in, you know, as early as, as 2018 when we, when we started in operations. Uh, brands like Pacific Stone, which is now the number one flower brand, and Raw Garden, which is the number one vape and concentrate brand. We uh, have Select, which has several number, you know, high ranking SKUs in their portfolio. Um, and it, it really across the board, Glasshouse uh, Farms um, and on the flower side. So we've got a tremendous lineup um, you know, and offering for our partners here in California, the dispensary partners. That's a lot there. And when I look at what we've had uh, in terms of um, what you're doing right now with those particular brands, but we know Burner, quite a much of an influencer of a celebrity status, really fits that California, just the, the prominence there. Luchador, what a great gimmick. If everybody knows, doesn't know, you think I'm a big wrestling fan. So I understand Lucha Libre, the Mexican style of Mexican wrestling, and the whole gimmick behind that is actually quite good. And yeah. dreamt, you know, a very different feel of a, a sleep aid product. Let's go to break, Mike. And when we come back, I want to talk to you about a profile piece where you made a mention about how Herbal is on a mission to educate every node along the supply chain. That's a very daunting task, but we're going to delve into what you're doing right now and some great comments that you made to MG Retailer in this piece. We're going to do that after a short break. I'm here with the founder and CEO of Herbal, H-E-R-B-L. And we'll be back with more with Mike Beaudry here on Blood Business after this. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. The cannabis industry is evolving at a radical pace, progressing toward the green peak. Each week, join Richard Zwicky, a cannabis visionary and entrepreneur, as he interviews experts from around the globe to discuss updates and evolutions in the world of cannabis. The Green Peak with Richard Zwicky. I hope you didn't forget about us because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. We're back with Mike Beaudry, the founder and CEO of Herbal here on Blunt Business. And by the way, as we go to back into the segment right now, make sure to go and take a look at the website, H-E-R-B-L.com. Right at the very top, you can find out about the partnership with Blackboard we were just talking about before the break. But I want to go ahead and segue into a story that came from MG Retailer. They labeled it as how Herbal is on a mission to educate every node along the supply chain. 
and they referenced your 25 years in high-volume grocery distribution. <clears throat> That's a lot. And I can only imagine when it comes to that background, uh, we're definitely going to talk about where that works from a national uh, standpoint. So, number one, you said, quote, to them, you have to teach backwards and forwards. We have to help our suppliers develop all the disciplines that you need to be a great supplier so we can then be this great support company in the middle. So I wondered about the parallels that you found in grocery distribution that would work well in cannabis. There's a whole lot of the interstate commerce, large tractor trailers, the amount of moving coast-to-coast -coast product that eventually is going to be brought into this space after legalization comes in. But until then, it's time to lay out the framework. That is correct. So what, you know, what, I, what we said at the time, and, and it's still very true today, is we are the value add partner in the middle. So our job inherently is to create the programs that can scale the business. And that really is going backwards and forwards. So it's really assessing how we work with the brand partner, everything from cutting a PO until you know, what a master case looks like and what a cell unit looks like and what the pricing of those are and how many you know, cell units should be in a, in a case that we're selling to a dispensary to make sure that it's not too much in one skew for the dispensary. So it really is a true understanding of each part of the supply chain, you know, starting, starting at the very basics in the beginning. Um, when this business started in 2018, recognized that it was really the moment where it went from largely a business where it was flour in a large jar that was broken down into smaller components. Things were selling in, you know, mostly grams and eighths. And then it moved over to more of a CPG style model where, you know, everything had to be packaged and labeled appropriately and with all the, you know, all of the regulatory aspects that went along with it. So we were there for that. And we spent a tremendous amount of time, you know, helping that middle of the supply chain, helping, you know, the bridge between, you know, all the way starting at cultivation to package goods all the way to retail to make sure that it all not just works, but it can scale. That's really what we've been focused on for the last three years of operations is how do we make this you know as friction free as possible everything in the supply chain that we you know that we touch if you will um and that's really been our focus and, and it will continue to be our focus because the industry is evolving and and scale is becoming real and to do that you know we've got to help the dispensaries be efficient in their back doors and be efficient in in their assortment uh what they're carrying and then the prices they're carrying it at and we've got to be really good at it from everywhere from, you know, cutting the PO and, and you know, bringing it to the back door of that dispensary. So that's, uh, it's been a pretty heavy lift, uh, but we've got a tremendous amount of folks on the team who have both deep experience in supply chain and, you know, very highly scaled supply chains, as well as we've got an unbelievable team of folks with tremendous cannabis IQ that have been in this industry for a long time. Uh, we're very fortunate that they uh, made a decision to join Herbal. So we've got this very hybrid team, you know, with some expertise that span across. All I want to get in the scale a little bit later on in the, on, in the show, but I want to take the idea of evolution because you see in your background of grocery distribution and it just goes for distribution across the board of major chains. When you see like a Target or Walmart trader and they're pushing content across interstate lines on the interstates on a regular basis, you know, if we're looking ahead, do we see a thing where, and what you worked out in your experience, where you have, you know, particular providers, whether it's dairy or agriculture or, 
you know, uh, poultry or, you know, beef or whatever it might be that go into a distribution warehouse. And then that product content is disseminated and put on trucks and sent to various stores. Is that something we're going to see down the line? Like with a herbal down the line, if everything starts working to play, we get a national setup. Banking is set up. The infrastructure is set up to mm-hmm. go coast to coast. Could a herbal then – do you think that the model that's traditionally in a grocery distribution, would you see that happening? Where the cultivators would send to a distribution warehouse. Then all the products need to go – that are whatever inventory needs to be sent to a particular store then gets trucked over. Yeah. So, yes, with a nuance. Uh, I'd say the nuance is I think it will ultimately turn out a little bit closer to the alcohol model. And the reason I say that is if you take – and look at the 21st Amendment, 1933, the lifting of prohibition. And if you if you understand what happened there, then and you know the summary of, of course is that it went state by state. It was federally legal or permissible, and then it went state by state. And largely, that's still the case today. Um, that liquor distributors are you know are basically refined to the the four walls of the state. Now, what happens in liquor, and I think will happen, my opinion at least, it will happen here is brands will be able to ship to other states. What I don't see happening, at least in the near term, is a distributor within a state can cross over the line and deliver to a store in a different state. I think it's going to have to be um, really, I'd say, controlled, um, mainly from a tax perspective, but also just from a control perspective. All the states now have their own regulatory structure. Um, I certainly don't envision where the the federal government's going to roll out a a one-size-fits-all regulatory structure. So I think at least in the near term, we're going to be probably faced with something that looks more like the alcohol model where, you know, shipping, yes, a brand think will be able to ship ultimately to another state, but to a distributor in another state. And then that distributor would actually, you know, bring or a licensed distributor or a licensed holder of some type. But I think with the, the regulatory aspect of this, I think will forever make it a bit different than the, than how grocery distribution works. The, the similarities are, you know, there's a many of them in terms of product type and the, and the way it's gone to market and the way it's marketed, et cetera. But the physical supply chain, I think, is going to probably be much more akin to uh, the, the legal liquor in the, in the last decade or so, what's fascinating me, and also with the pandemic, we've definitely seen this. For me, it's the fascination of these large-scale companies in mainstream and the way their supply chain works. Amazon and what they've done in the last five years, you know, the blue BMW trucks, the prime vehicles, you see them everywhere. The level of service, the level of being able to get things out where they need to go at a particular level, the customer service goes with it, the care, all of that right there. And this is also where a lot of companies go to outsource. So could it be something where these companies, and we're not going to talk about the craft retailers. We're not talking about the smaller end cultivators that are looking to go in and service a particular niche, which is great. There's going to be definitely room for that. But we know there are companies that are looking to go ahead and go large scale that will be corporate and they will be at the end of trying to go ahead and be the end all be all in cannabis. There's going to be several companies, obviously, that are going to want to prime and position themselves for that. My thing is, do we see the large scale companies down the line, would they go to an Amazon or a Walmart type model? in terms of distribution, or do you think that it will always just be controlled within each state? I mean, what, you know, do we take some of the ideas that are taken by the big players and implement it in cannabis? Yeah. I, I just, you know, I struggle today that 
you're going to see product ship from one state to another, like fluently, meaning, you know, anyone can just conduct business and transact with a, with a dispensary that's, you know, in a different state. So I, I just, I struggle with it because understanding how the supply chain works and the regulatory structures, I just don't know how that would work. Um, what would work far better is what I described earlier, which is having, you know, a distributor or some type of license holder in each state that has to control that. Um, the, the future future, if you go out, I think you said a decade and if you think about a decade out, I, I got to think that, you know, this loosens up in all kinds of ways. Um, but the regulatory structure will still probably prohibit certain things and, and probably prohibit it from turning into maybe something that's a little more typical to our lives, like an Amazon or an Amazon Prime or, you know, that transaction, um, maybe someday. But, you know, recognize that Amazon's obviously tremendous at a lot of things. Um, what they really don't do is, is grocery or I'll say perishable distribution. That's not their forte. Um, their forte is in consumer goods outside of that. Um, clearly, they have Amazon Fresh and they have some other things that they do, but that's a pretty well, small subsidiary part of, their of business. Whole Foods all together, and that's just more of a delivery system, exactly. local, much like rideshare. Yeah, exactly. Which is great. I love that's great. And you know, don't get me wrong. I, I think there are people who definitely want to go and have that kind of service. You know, uh, to the door. That's fine. But what I want to, and this is where I was coming from with, with the idea, is that because companies are going to be down the line, and if they're going to want to compete with corporations. That once legalization comes in, don't even question it for a second. Corporations will come in for the likes of tobacco and alcohol. They're going to want to put themselves in. They're going to have the infrastructure, just like you said. Alcohol already has a system in place. They could come in right away and say, we're going to create a division. They're going to handle cannabis. And then all these companies that want to come in and make sure they can stay along or compete with these bigger corporations when it comes in. If they want to be able to be in the conversation, in the game, then they need to have their infrastructure ready to go and ready to implement because it comes yeah. down to what you just said also in this MG retailer article. So you, the thing is, is that your team works to ensure suppliers can actually produce enough merchandise to supply the entire state. And then once, on, once it's down the line to a national level, that's when you have to worry about that. But you got to be able to do it in the step of can you service the entire state of California, which is a large area, and then go from yeah. a larger area and then expand. So with almost every California retailer on its customer list, Herbal can improve a brand's exposure overnight. But if a company isn't ready to go gangbusters, it could drown on orders it can't fulfill. Quote, we don't want to lean in as a distributor and then in six months realize a brand can't really scale because it can't sustain the capital. So meeting said expectations. Talk to me about that. So if you if you think about this in a in a scaled sense, right, and that's it's taken a page out of a, out of you know food drug mass. So if you think about Costco, if you walked into a Costco and said, hey, I you know I have this phenomenal product, it's innovative, it's in, it's in a you know up and coming category, and you know we'd love for Costco to launch it. The first actual question that that they want to tease out is what is your production capabilities and can you supply Costco? The second question will be. How much of your business is going to be with Costco? So they don't start in a place of they love the product or they think it'll do well or it's priced right, et cetera. They start in a place of, of you know, of the very fundamentals. And we do the same thing for the for the same reason, which we if you know, this is a, a to your point, a very large market, the biggest in the country. 
And if we are going to spend the effort and energy and lean in with a brand, which we do, that's it's really a partnership style execution. And um, you know, for us to do it, we got to make sure that the, you know, the capabilities are there to scale the brand. So it's something that we've we've foundationally done from the start. Now that doesn't mean we won't place bets, and those bets are placed on smaller brands that you know we feel great team, great product, priced well. You know, has a you know has a real uh, chance in the market, and we'll take some bets on those on those you know brands that aren't in market, like a luchador and the dreamt. To your point, uh, or they would just you know just I'd say recently in market. Um, so it's it's a you know it's a fundamental part of how we look at onboarding a brand is can they scale with us you know throughout the state? If they're in a hundred doors. Can they scale to 500? Can they scale to 800? That's that's really how we're, how we're looking at it. Because if they can do that, they can move farther. I just think that's something I think that people just need to realize. This is where, in this program, I like to go and look forward like this because I want the industry as a whole, when I talk about policymaking, when we talk about you know what happens when legalization comes in, it is proactive. My deal, My life is always built about being proactive, being prepared for the future. And the smartest forward-thinking companies are going to stand out. This part of the supply chain is ultimately a priority that every company should have. That's what I'm looking at. And I'm not a business owner. I'm just looking at it as an analyst from outside and talking to the experts like yourself. This is something that means something that's very important to me because I want the industry to do well. And I want to know since I'm going back to 2016. When I started seeing the corporations and the Fortune 1000 types that are coming into the space, hey, we need those people. But when they're going to come in, we also want to know that, you know, the heritage, what the companies are wanting to do, that this cannabis industry remains progressive, remains forward thinking, and remains innovative across the board. That we don't want to just have it become another industry that just becomes. That doesn't get served properly because people want this product. They want all the products that are out there. They want to be able to get it just like they get anything else. So they have to be able to compete with everyone else out there in terms of the level of service, the level of expediency, and the level of distribution and scale, which we're going to talk about after a short break. I'm here with Mike Beaudry, founder and CEO of Herbal, H-E-R-B-L.com. Take a look at the website for yourself and take a look at what they're doing in terms of being the California cannabis supply chain solution for retailers. We're back after a short break. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling, with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. I hope you didn't forget about us because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. We're on the home stretch here. Final questions with Michael, with Mike Beaudry, founder and CEO of Herbal here on Blood Business. So let's talk about that one day where we will see national distribution. As we talked already, and this is the ultimate picture here. Your team is conscious, quote, 
of how challenging maintaining scale is, particularly in the cannabis industry. They know if they want to serve a looming national market, they must build a rock-solid foundation or inevitably they will run into problems. That's summarizing what I said in the last break. You said, quote, scale breaks everything. Write this down, folks. Very well put, put here. Scale breaks everything. We knew we had to have something with a deep foundation that could carry the kind of growth we expect. We don't want to build something that was serving this year. We wanted to build something that will work long into the future. And you said growth alone won't work. Growth must be paired with a foundation and organization that can support increasing weight. Quote, we had to make sure we could, we could keep growing infinitely and not slow down. And that meant building a foundation that carries a 50-story building, not a single-story ranch house. So what can move coast to coast and what it will take to make the system work well from state to state? Ultimately, what are some of the pieces that need to be put into place? So it really starts at team. Um, I'm a foundationally, I'm a, I'm a believer that it all starts there. And frankly, it all relatively ends there. Um, teams win in all businesses and all sports. And what we've done foundationally is build, um, you know, a, just an absolute rock star team from folks who have this deep supply chain knowledge to folks who are in, you know, Benning Cannabis for a very long time. And it's a tremendous, you know, um, I'd say fit between those two groups. And if you go from team, it really, then it goes to tech. If we don't have a tech that truly can scale and that has proven truly to scale. Um, so we chose Blue Yonder Software, which is, you know, it used to be called JDA. They changed names last year. Um, but Blue Yonder is in some of the largest supply chain companies in the world and has scaled, you know, deep into the billions, probably tens of billions. So we know we have the foundational software to do it. Then it goes to SOPs. And, and frankly, it's, a, it's an iterative process. It's not like we started and said, okay, we've got it. And then let's just keep building on it. We started and then assessed and then and modified it and then and assessed it again and modified it again. So that's all we've been doing for three straight years. So when we talk about building that deep foundation is we've figured out how to get product through, you know, from that cultivator or that brand all the way through the system to the back of the retail door and have just constantly taken on, you know, both big and small challenges to smooth that out. That's really been the, the effort. And that th when I say three, you know, next month is actually three years, actually this month, we're in August. So this in 17 days is our three year anniversary of physically operating the business. I spent two and a half years prior to that full-time due diligence before we launched it. So it's really all those learnings combined and then just being very flexible and iterative so that we can ultimately have a model that can repeat. And when I think about repeating, it's really, especially if it's in a state-by-state -state basis, we have a distributor in a box built at this point. Uh, it's something that we did at UNFI when I was there for a decade of my career, and we did it across the country, just you know, open new centers and open up new markets and then repeated and repeated and repeated. That's really the point where Herbal's at today is that's something that we're ready to do. That's great. I'm glad that you had this approach and this is, and I also feel like in California that it's like something about that being attached near to Silicon Valley and uh, Mountain View and all that kind of feel something about mm -hmm. being in that area that just spurns and spawns innovation. And the idea yeah. of if you're going to build some kind of an industry, you know, you got to be in California for it. And, I like what you said. Again, scale breaks everything. Growth alone won't work. 
Those are that's like the, you know, when you want to hear like the entrepreneurs that are like, uh, you know, pick pick an influencer that's out there. Those are the kind of lines that you need to gotta follow. And you know, you're reading a book, and that need, you need to apply it into whatever you do. Period. I, I really think that you're you got it right on the on the bat. And I think um, the relationships you have are very solid with the kind of brands you're working with. And the platform you're working with, I see all the moves being made, and it works really well. So uh, with that said, let's go and wrap things up. Uh, again, the website is herbl.com. For those business owners that uh, want to go and work with you, if it's in California, Nevada, or other areas, you know, if they go to your website, what should they want to do? If they go to our website, they should want to, you know, if they're a brand and they're looking for, you know, looking at our services and what we can do to help brands win, um, they can get that there and certainly contact us via the website. And if they're a dispensary that we're not working with, I'm hopeful that they can see, you know, maybe through the lens of that, uh, of the website that, you know, we're a company that believes deeply in this industry. Um, we are really started as a, as a very much a legacy. Uh, I was the kid, in, you know, back in my youth and dealing weed in high school. So this isn't a new, you know, I didn't run here from corporate. Um, this is very much something I believed in deeply since uh, for most of my life. And, you know, I, I hope that when they go to the website, they can see where, you know, a company that cares deeply and, you know, has all the capabilities to help them if beyond what side of the supply chain they're on, but, you know, they're on the dispensary side or the brand side. So we know that you're also on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter. There's a lot of places to go and look for all of you. And, you know, wish all the best of luck in what you're doing. You got a quite a big team out there, and you got quite an infrastructure. So I like to you know, let's definitely keep in touch and follow along on this mission that you have to really forward things to the rest of the industry. Mike Beaudry, founder and CEO of Herbal. Thanks for being with us here on Blunt Business. Yeah, thanks so much. And Appreciate thank it. Thank you, listeners, for listening in, as you always do. So thankful to each and one, every one of you. And if you also want to drop a line, anything you want to go ahead and ask about the program, guests we should have on, subjects or topics we should be talking about, you know, open forum, interactive, please do. Brasco, B-R-A-S-C-O at CannabisRadio.com. B-R-A-S-C-O at CannabisRadio.com. We'd love to get your emails. Make sure to put the subject blunt business. Until next time, we'll talk to you soon. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards.
Airports. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.